to the Mission Self-Improvement Podcast, where as cliche as it may sound, our mission is to improve your lives and the lives around you. I'm your host, Alex Wilcox, joined by co-founder of MSI, Jacob O'Brien. Happiness and success are everybody's goal, whether mental, emotional, interpersonal, or financial. The intent of this podcast is to give you stories, helpful hints, and tools that point you in the right direction. Enjoy. So today we're going to be talking about the happiness formula. Really what we're doing is we're taking a little step back from the first three episodes and we're going to talk about the context in which all our episodes come from. It's how we yield your happiness. Okay, so if you think about it, the first three episodes we talked about were all mental related, mental health related. We're talking positivity. We're talking self-talk, gratitude, all inputs into our mind, how we train our mind so that our outputs are more positive. Everything that we do in this podcast is going to be purposeful. We want to give you structure in your mind high level so that you can know exactly uh, what you need to do to improve your life. Uh, Jack Canfield wrote a book called The Success Principles. How to get from where you are to where you want to be. Same thing with mission self-improvement. The idea is analyzing where you're at today so that you can take actions to get to where you want to be. So today, like I said, happiness formula is composed of six different elements or inputs. We're going to talk about each one of those. Um, I'll, I'll talk about them several times, but I'll, I'll first start with the list. The six are mental, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, physical health, interpersonal health, and financial health. That's six, right? I'm going to repeat it one more time. Your mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, interpersonal, and financial health. So starting right off, uh, your mental health is, is very interesting, right? We, we started with a foundation of mental health topics because it's not uh, just interesting, but also so important. Um, one of the things, uh, one of the quotes that I really like is mental health is not a destination, but a process. It's about how you drive not necessarily where you're going. We want to start off by improving your driving skills, your mental driving skills, so to speak. This, this author was by Noam Spencer, um, and I, I love it because we can't let go at any time, say, hey, oh, we got that mental health thing down. We always need to be polishing that skill set. Um, why is it so important to you, Jacob, mental health? Um, I'm going to answer that in just one second, but I just, something you said that I just need to make it a huge priority for our listeners is go and write these six things down. Um, again, we want you to be happy. We want you to be successful. Go write them down. And as you follow along, kind of gauge yourself and kind of track your, uh, you know, uh, your results and your progression in each one. So, because they are super important and they do yield good results. So, 
Um, back to mental health. So for me, mental health is all about your mental progression, right? Um, and so last episode, sorry, two episodes ago, we talked about uh, positive self-talk, right? Um, that is part of it, you know, uh, proactively trying to get good good stuff to go into your brain is essential for your happiness. Uh, the other portion of the mental health is proactively going and getting good content like this podcast and other hopeful uh, thought leaders and, and grab that uh, stuff and uh, turn it into action. So, and then I think that action is what really yields your happiness. Yeah. Yep. Um, and... I- Please, word of caution. Uh, we do not suggest that mental health is a piece of cake. Uh, healthyplace.com had a quote said, you cannot recover from anxiety by just staying calm. You cannot recover from depression by just being positive. You cannot recover from anorexia nervosa by just eating more. If mental illnesses were that simple, we wouldn't be struggling in the first place. So when we say happiness formula, it's not because it's so formulaic of uh, addition and subtraction. We can't just say mental health plus emotional, spiritual, physical, interpersonal divided by financial equals happiness. That's, that's not what we're trying to suggest. We're just giving you the framework so that going forward, you can fit the pieces together And as we go along, uh, continue to uh, improve your life. So uh, second topic. Can I actually comment on that real quick? Yeah, yeah, please. So so the thing that came to mind for me was practice. Um, I mean, even the highest level uh, athletes, they they have to practice and sharpen their saw to yield those good results. So um, as far as anxiety and depression, um, two days ago, I was talking with one of my employees, she was the one that in a couple episodes, I talked about how she wouldn't go outside in the blizzard. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, so I actually was talking with her and I said, hey, I brought you up in one of our podcasts. Are you okay with that? And she's like, yeah, so what'd you say? And I told her how um, she used to have huge anxiety and a huge fear of going out in storms. Long story short, uh, she overcame it. And she's like, yeah, that's totally fine. And she says, it's funny that you say that because she had heard that next week there was going to be a huge snowstorm and she's like all the anxiety started coming into her body right so that never stops you always have to combat it right you're always going to have to keep fighting it and fighting it and 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 you know progressing and win and she said that she said wwjd what would jacob do right and she brought herself to present and she realized that that storm's a week away. She's nowhere near the danger. Um, and she just kind of, you know, never thought of it again. Sure. So the point of that was it isn't easy and it takes a lot of practice and you're going to keep getting tested with stress and anxiety and negativity and you have to just keep practicing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you for that. As far as emotional So one of the things that we've discussed several times is the difference between mental and emotional health. Mental is the inputs, right? It's the proactive approach. It's what we allow our mind to think. 
Now, on the other hand, your emotional health is the reactive. It's how those inputs affect us, our feelings, uh, how, how it makes us feel. So there's some, th- some elements of that. There's fear. There's anxiety. Uh, there's uh, joy. There's a lot of positive and negative emotions. Uh, it, from my perspective, emotional health is about the shield you put around you, right? Uh, some people are very reactive to the world around them uh, where bad things happen and it absolutely devastates them or changes the trajectory in their life. Emotional health is about building that shield so no matter what happens to you, you're able to completely succeed. That it doesn't matter what happens to you from an outside, you know that your inside's always gonna be strong and you're always gonna go towards your purpose. Uh, it's, a, it's a great principle. Um, as far as you're concerned, Jacob, emotional health, mm-hmm. uh, wh- why is it important to you? Well, I, I feel like you hit the, I, I feel like you completely nailed it. Um, the reason why it's important is those things that happen to you, we don't want them to define you. And we want to pick and choose those good feelings, you know? So, for example, there's feelings that we do not want to let control our body. Like, for example, let's say you're on Facebook and your friend is posting all these pictures of going to Hawaii or Jamaica or wherever, right? Bora Bora. You get to have feelings to that, right? Uh, Joy for them. Uh, You can be envious or jealous. That's usually the feeling that comes, right? That is not a good feeling. We don't want those feelings to define us. Uh, But the feelings that we want to actually have and experience that are important is like when your child falls and breaks their arm and you have to feel sadness and, and hurt for them, you know, those are good feelings that you want to feel, that you want to get through those feelings, and those feelings can define you. We don't want those negative, fluffy feelings to define you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so moving right along, uh, moving to spiritual. Speaking of spiritual, uh, I, I need to make sure Jacob understands that WWJD <laughs> did not actually come from your employee it came from uh many years ago the phrase was coined in the 1800s uh what would jesus do no this isn't intended to be blasphemy uh but instead very particular to the situation great segue into spiritual so as far as spiritual health uh it means different things to different people Of all of these six categories, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, interpersonal, or financial, this one, people have such a wide range of acceptance that spiritual health is necessary to their happiness. Who hasn't heard someone say, oh, I'm not a very spiritual person? Or on the other side of the coin, who hasn't heard someone say, oh, I am incredibly spiritual? It seems like that scale is zero to a hundred. I think that it's definitely necessary. We should never say zero. 
We definitely shouldn't say 100 because we don't want to leave the other five ingredients out. But I want to talk about specifically spiritual health. Um, Does that mean, uh, does spiritual health mean you go to church every Sunday? That's a great question. And I feel like, I feel like even the word religion or spirituality really scares a lot of people. So I hope when we define this for you, it'll really help you feel a lot more comfortable with it and help you be able to focus on your belief system and and hopefully improve your uh, happiness. So no, uh, church is not spirituality. Um, They're not complete. They're not complete synonyms. They're not the same thing. Uh, For us, spirituality is finding what your purpose is in life. Um, Understanding that you are small and you can be a part of something big. Um, Why are you here? you know, and honestly, this leads us to a lot of different things. And sometimes it does relate it, or it does lead us to religion, and religion in many forms. You know, and sometimes no religion. Uh, sometimes this takes you to nature. Um, but just going through the motions of understanding what your purpose is in life—that you are a part of something so much bigger than yourself—and and finding out what that is. Um, I don't know if you've ever been a part of a high-performing team at work, right? The feeling that you are with a group of people and you guys are trying to achieve something that's just bigger than what you can do, it changes your life. I mean, I don't think there's anybody on this planet that says they don't want to be a part of that team because of all the benefits of morale and happiness and cohesiveness and and all these things. So um, it, it really, spirituality is really important and it's really important to understand don't make other people feel bad about their spiritual choices, you know, because talking about spirituality and having that belief of whatever religion it is, people will choose religion as part of their spirituality journey and that's okay. And some people will choose not to have that and that's also okay. As long as you're trying to ask yourself why you're here and that you're a part of something bigger, that's all we want. Yeah, like it. And I want to expand a little bit about uh, why we're here. I don't think it's just why we're here. I loved, uh, I I was raised going to church. I loved the messaging that we often heard. It's where you came from, why you're here, and where you want to go. Right? It's those three questions. um, It kind of leads to the path that you want to be on. Then you can judge everything else based off of that, uh, that foundational belief, that's foundational spiritual belief. Yeah, those are great questions. Okay. Uh, next topic, physical, um, mind you, uh, of the six elements, uh, we're not suggesting any is more important than the other, but instead they're all important. So don't mind the order necessarily. It's just, uh, by, by happenstance. Uh, but the, the fourth that we're listing is physical health. So went to Mayo Clinic online and just researched what are the benefits of physical health. There's a few that I really liked. One aspect is it uh, provides you an opportunity to control your weight, uh, fights health conditions and disease, uh, exercise improves your mood. 
not like not unlike last week when we were talking about gratitude, exercise provides uh, excellent reactions to your brain. Right, you've got dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, all these these neurotransmitters that promote positive feelings, engaging the bliss or happiness center in your brain. Uh, it boosts your energy, uh, provides better sleep. Uh, in the event that you weren't healthy before, physically healthy, uh, and you're improving your physical health, it sparks your sex life, uh, which uh, in, in, in my life is something that's particularly important. Uh, funny story, just kind of a segue. Uh, I got married this year um, and uh, Carly, my wife, is the woman of my dreams. And uh, interestingly enough, we set a New Year's resolution uh, that we were going to have sex 365 times this year. Uh, please forgive me, Carly. Uh, in, I'm asking for <laughs> forgiveness as opposed to permission. Uh, but we actually got a jar. A jar... Uh, that we would, and we got glass beads and every time we had, uh, you know, we were intimate, uh, we would drop a bead, uh, in there. Uh, we actually had a baby just a few weeks ago, so we're pretty pumped about that. So this year was a, a year of pregnancy, but, uh, we're only 12 away from hitting our goal, <laughs> 365. So it's one of those questions, the chicken before the egg, it's, uh, you know, is it your sex life that's keeping your health, you healthy? And I would suggest yes, in my case. Uh, or is it exercise that sparks your sex life? I, I think that uh, both are the case. And then exercise also can be fun and social, right? It engages you with other people, uh, things like soccer, organized sports, going on a hike with family or friends. Uh, it's, it's positive from a social aspect and it can be fun. So I, I think the Mayo Clinic hit it on the head with regards to benefits of uh, physical health. Note that each of these topics, we're trying to give you a high-level why. Simon Sinek uh, wrote that book, Start With Why. I think it's important us to understand why mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, interpersonal, and financial health. It's clear to me that physical health is important. You want to touch on anything specifically with physical health, Jacob? Yeah, well, so I want to bring out the point that to actually decide to start working on yourself physically, uh, there, there is a process that happens before that. You know, as far as you have to think about what you want, you have to mentally decide what you want, and then you have to set a goal to achieve that. Um, and that process is awesome and, and very healthy. Um, and then once you start yielding results, those results feel good and those build confidence. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, so roughly two years ago, I was sitting on my couch and my daughter, uh, who my kids are part of my purpose in life. They are very important to me. Uh, my daughter had been starting dance and, uh, she was practicing her dance in the living room and she's like, come on, dad, come dance with me. And this is 45 pounds ago. Um, so I tried to get off the couch and I tried to start moving and my body just, it wasn't having it, you know? And I, I had to, again, go through that mental process of, of, you know, setting a goal and 
now two years later, I'm 45 pounds lighter and I get to enjoy my kids and I get to dance with them. And, and really that, that weight was a barrier and now it's not. That's great. Okay. Uh, so uh, no doubt physical health is important. Next one we're going to talk about is interpersonal health. The interactions we have with other human beings. Uh, career addict, or excuse me, careeraddict.com listed a few things that uh, I, I really appreciated. Uh, really, the importance of interpersonal skills in the workplace. Uh, there's communication, it improves your communication, uh, it expands your opportunities within work, uh, makes you relatable. The more emotional intelligence or interpersonal intelligence you have, uh, the more likely that you can relate to other people. It builds trust, makes people feel comfortable talking to you because it is comfortable talking to you. Makes you a better leader, makes you more empathetic. Uh, This is just a short list of the benefits it has in the workplace, but that carries over completely to every facet of your life. Interpersonal health is so incredibly critical. One of the greatest things that I've really liked working with you, Jacob, is your interpersonal skill set, especially one-on-one, is close to unmatched. You really do a great job of understanding people's lives and giving them positive feedback and doing it in a way that's very strong with regards to interpersonal communication something I've really appreciated. Why is it, why is it that you have developed that interpersonal skill set, or was it something that you've always had? Um, well, uh, the reality of it is, is it came from listening. Um, at some point I wanted to share an experience with, uh, the listeners on why I'm so adamant about mental health and anxiety and depression and the emotional health is because I had what I, what I felt like was the most severe case of anxiety and depression, you know, very suicidal. Um, I, I, I literally dug myself a hole and, and put myself there. Now the pros to this anxiety and depression for me was, okay, let me actually, let me actually take a step back. So the thing that brought this stress for me was my fear of public speaking. So as long as I can remember, I, I, I have always had a speech impediment. I went to years of speech therapy and counseling and all of this stuff. And pretty much what this issue was, was anytime I was around another person, I literally couldn't talk. And, uh, I am so adamant about interpersonal relationships because of that. Because guess what? Everything you do in life is with people. So if you, if you, can't, if you can't have good relationships with people, you're going to be unhappy. Because the reality of it is, is you're not going to go up in the wild by yourself for 80 years. Do you know what I'm saying? And hypothetically, maybe you could be happy that way. But the reality of it is, is people are going to be in your life. They are in every, every path that you choose to take career, family, yes or no, wherever there's going to be people and you can choose whether or not you're going to be happy in those relationships or not. So they, that does play a huge toll in your overall happiness. Yeah. Like it. Okay. We're going to, uh, thank you for that. The last topic that we're going to talk about is financial health, right? Well, I'm going to review it again. 
because repetition is what sticks in our mind. It's the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, interpersonal, and lastly, financial health. Write it down. (laughs) Uh, As far as financial health, this has a bad rap, right? A lot of people will say that money cannot give you happiness. But what I would suggest is though money doesn't make you happy by itself, it sure as hell makes life a lot easier. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Financial health, it's not to say maximize how much money we have. Okay, that could be a goal and it could make things easier. When we talk about financial health, we're talking about your perspective on money, how you treat money, about your career and how you engage your career to yield finances. We're talking about how to maximize your financial life. We've got a lot of different specialists out there, uh, Dave Ramsey being one, Total Money Makeover. That's an example. There's a lot of different examples we have out there on financial health and success. Uh, Both you, Jacob, and I have been fortunate Uh, where we're blessed with financial health. It's not always been the case. Um, You know, I've moved around a little bit and I've had times where I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills or be able to make it through uh, the month. I'm grateful that I'm not in that position now and I want to help everybody out there to get outside of that position. Uh, Jacob, you you own a few companies. You have a lot of people that report to you. Uh, it gives you some financial freedom. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about your experience with uh, financial health? Yeah, so, man, the main thing that comes to mind, and I'm going down the whole cliche route, um, myself and I have two close friends that have had this happen to them. Um, where you get to a spot in life to where you don't have to get up in the morning, right? You're good financially. You're, I mean, you have a decent amount of passive income. And, and one morning you realize that you don't have to get up anymore. Now the question is, is this the best thing or the worst thing? What would you think? You have enough money coming in. You have passive income. You don't have to get out of bed in the morning if you don't want to. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> uh, I, I think, uh, just from the way you worded the question, um, and in my own experience, I think it's probably a bad thing if you're doing it so that you can disengage and, and stop working. Yeah. Well, so the reason why I asked that, yes, and I am totally setting myself up for this, <laughs> is myself and my two close friends that both, or that all got to this spot, this was literally the low of our lives. Why is that? Why do you think that we had money coming in? We had businesses that were generating income, rental properties, and we don't have to get up in the morning. Why would that be your low? And I'm gonna tell you why. Because 
we didn't have these other things that are important and they're all simultaneously and you kind of have to have them all work together. But the reality of it was, was I didn't have a purpose. I didn't know what my purpose was. You know, as humans, we have to have that, that goal that we're always working on. We can't be complacent, we can't be stagnant or we die. You know, so when we're working on the financial part, yes, financial uh, health is super important, but just generating a lot of income and then not having to do something isn't our goal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, life truly is like swimming up a river. You're trying to improve your stroke with every passing moment. The second you stop swimming, is the second you get washed down the river. I love a quote by Thomas S. Monson. He said, I urge you to live within your means. One cannot spend more than one earns and remain solvent. I promise you that you will then be happier than you would be if you were constantly worrying about how much to make the next payment on non-essential debt. So part of this financial health conversation is how we manage debt. Uh, how we react to money, things like that, um, and how we make decisions to get ourselves in a position where we never worry about those things because it distracts from the other categories in the happiness formula, which are mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, interpersonal, and financial health. Um, you know, I like something that you brought up with me earlier, Jacob. And the reality is this, whether you make 30K, whether you're a year, 200K a year, $1 million, a K, uh, $1 million uh, a year, or whether it's 1 billion with a B, I'm thinking about Austin Powers when I say this, but uh, the reality is no matter where you're at on that scale, I would argue that there's not one time in which you're going to be happiest. Yes, it's positive to set goals on where you want to achieve, but don't think of it in terms of a destination. Think of it as in terms of the journey. The journey is where you're going to see happiness. It's not going to be the destination. So uh, we've talked about these six things on the happiness formula. We hope you wrote it down. We hope that uh, you're positive in the... the uh, in the approach. We hope you've been practicing self-talk. We hope that you're grateful for the things that you have, especially, well, not especially, not just the week of Thanksgiving, but also every week going forward that you're thankful for you, uh, what, what you have. But this happiness formula, this is the context by which Mission Self-Improvement is gonna talk about everything they talk about. So to touch on a few of these points, uh, next time around, we're going to be talking about passion and success. More specifically, another formula, it's your passion that equals your success. We're very much looking forward to that. Uh, and with that said, we're going to sign off. Uh, hope you enjoyed it uh, and hope you have a great week. Thanks.